The Pendant Shakespeare presents Episode 4 of Henry VI, Part 1 by William Shakespeare. Shh! These are the city gates. The gates of Rouen, through which our policy must make a breach. Take heed. Be wary how you place your words. Talk like the vulgar sort of marketmen that come to get the money for their corn. If we have entrance as I hope we shall, and that we find us lossful watch, but weak. I'll, by a sign, give notice to our friends that Charles, the Dauphin, may encounter them. Kira. Pessons le pas of Jean de France. Poor market folks that come to sell their corn. Enter, go in. The market bell is rung. Now, Rouen, I'll shake thy bulwarks to the ground. Saint-Denis blesses happy stratagem, and once again we'll sleep secure in Rouen. Here entered Joan and her practisans. Now she is there. How will she specify here is the best and safest passage in? By thrusting out a torch from yonder tower, which, once discerned, shows that the meaning is no way to that for weakness where she entered. Behold! This is the happy wedding torch that joineth Rouen unto her countrymen, but burning fatal to the Talbanites. See, noble Charles, the beacon of our friend. The burning torch in yonder turret stands. <laughs> now shine it like a comet of revenge, a prophet to the fall of all our foes. They fear no time, delays of dangerous sins. Enter and cry, the Dauphin, presently, and then do execution on the watch. For the Dauphin! For Charles! La Pousselle! Death to the English! For the Dauphin! France, thou shalt rue this treason with thy tears, if Talbot but survived thy treachery. Pousselle! That witch, that damned sorceress, hath wrought this hellish mischief unawares, that hardly we escape the pride of France. Good morrow, Callens. Want you corn for bread? I think the Duke of Burgundy will fast before he'll buy again at such a rate. What's full of Darnell? Do you like the taste? Scoff on, vile fiend and shameless courtesan. I trust ere long to choke thee with thine own, and make thee curse the harvest of that corn. Your grace may starve, perhaps, before that time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let no words but deeds revenge this treason. What will you do, good greybeard? Break a lance and run a tilt at death within a chair? Foul fiend of France, and hag of all despite, Encompassed with thy lost bull paramours, becomes it thee to taunt his valiant age and twit with cowardice a man half dead. Damsel, I'll have a bows with you again, or else let Talbot perish with his shame. Are you so hot, sir? Yet, Poussel, hold thy peace. If Talbot do but thunder, rain will follow. <laughs> <laughs> Those below whisper together in council. 
Godspeed the Parliament! Who shall be the speaker? Dare you come forth and meet us in the field? Be like your lordship takes us then for fools, to try if that our own be ours or no. I speak not to that railing Hecate, but unto thee, Alençon, and the rest. Will you, like soldiers, come and fight it out? Signor, no. Signor, hang! Base muleteers of France! Like peasant footboys do they keep the wolves, and dare not take up arms like gentlemen! Away, captains! Let's get us from the walls, for Talbot means no goodness by his looks. Goodbye, my lord! We came but to tell you that we are here. Au revoir. And there will we be too, ere it be long, or else reproach be Talbot's greatest fame. Val, Burgundy, by honour of thy house, pricked on by public wrongs sustained in France, either to get the town again or die. And I, as sure as English Henry lives, and as his father here was conqueror, as sure as in this late betrayed town, great Cordelion's heart was buried, so sure I swear to get the town or die. My vows are equal partners with thy vows. But ere we go, regard this dying prince, the valiant Duke of Bedford. Come, my lord, we will bestow you in some better place, fitter for sickness and for crazy age. Lord Talbot, do not so dishonor me. Here will I sit before the walls of Rhone, and will be partner of your weal or woe. Courageous Bedford, let us now persuade you. Not to be gone from hence. For once I read that stout Pendragon, in his litter sick, came to the field and vanquished his foes. Methinks I should revive the soldiers' hearts, because I ever found them as myself. Undaunted spirit in a dying breast. Then be it so. Heavens keep old Bedford safe. And now, no more ado, brave Burgundy. But gather we our forces out of hand and set upon our boasting enemy. Whither away, Sir John Fastolf, in such haste? Whither away? To save myself by flight. We are like to have the overthrow again. What? Will you fly and leave Lord Talbot? Aye. All the Talbots in the world to save my life. Cowardly knight, ill fortune follow thee! Now, quiet soul, depart when heaven please. For I have seen the enemy's overthrow. What is the trust or strength of foolish men? They that of late were daring with their scoffs are glad and fain by flight to save themselves. Lost and recovered in a day again. This is a double honor, Burgundy. Yet heavens have glory for this victory. Warlike and martial Talbot, Burgundy enshrines thee in his heart, and there erects thy noble deeds as valor's monuments. Thanks, gentle duke. But where is Joan now? I think her old familiar is asleep. 
Now where's the bastards, Braves, and Charles, his Gleeks? What? All a mort? Rowan hangs her head for grief that such a valiant company are fled. But yet, before we go, let's not forget the noble Duke of Bedford, late deceased, a braver soldier never couched lance, a gentler heart did never sway in court. But kings and mightiest potentates must die, for that's the end of human misery. Now, will we take some order in the town, placing therein some expert officers, and then depart to Paris to the king? For there, young Henry with his nobles lie. What wills Lord Talbot pleases Burgundy. Dismay not, princess, at this accident, nor grieve that Rouen is so recovered. Care is no cure, but rather corrosive for things that are not to be remedied. Let frantic Talbot triumph for a while, and like a peacock sweep along his tail. We'll pull his plumes and take away his train, if Dauphin and the rest will be but ruled. We have been guided by thee hitherto, and of thy cunning had no diffidence. One sudden foil shall never breed distrust. Search out thy wit for secret policies, and we will make thee famous throughout the world. We'll set thy statue in some holy place, and have thee reverence like a blessed saint. Employ thee then, sweet virgin, for our good. Then thus it must be. This doth John devise. By fair persuasions mixed with sugared words, we will entice the Duke of Burgundy to leave the Talbot and to follow us. Aye, Mary Sweeting, if we could do that, France were no place for Henri's warriors. Nor should that nation boast it so with us, but be extirped from our provinces. Forever should they be exposed from France and not have title of an earldom here. Your honor shall perceive how I will work to bring this matter to the wished end. Hark! By the sound of drum you may perceive. Their powers are marching unto Perruyward! Here sound an English march. There goes the Talbot with his colors spread. And all the troops of English after him. Now in the rearward comes the Duke and his. Fortune in favor makes him lag behind. Summon the parley. We will talk with him. A parley with the Duke of Burgundy? Who craves a parley with the Burgundy? The princely Charles of France, thy countryman. What sayest thou, Charles? For I am marching hence. Speak, John, and enchant him with thy words. Brave Burgundy, undoubted hope of France, stay. Let thy humble handmaid speak to thee. Speak on, but be not over tedious. Look on thy country, look on fertile France and see the cities and towns defaced by wasting ruin of the cruel foe. As looks the mother on her lowly babe, when death doth close his tender dying eyes. See, see the pining malady of France. Behold the wounds, the most unnatural wounds, which thou thyself hast given her woeful breast. Or turn thy edged sword another way. Strike those that hurt, and hurt not those that help. One drop of blood drawn from thy country's bosom 
should grieve thee more than streams of foreign gore. Return thee, therefore, with a flood of tears, and wash away thy country's stained spots. Either she hath bewitched me with her words, or nature makes me suddenly relent. Besides, all French and France exclaims on thee, doubting thy birth and lawful progeny. Who joins thou but with a lordly nation that will not trust thee but for profit's sake? When Talbot has set footing once in France and fashioned thee that instrument of ill, who then but English Henri will be lord and thou be thrust out like a fugitive? Call we to mind the mark, but for this proof, was not the Duke of Orleans thy foe? And was he not in England prisoner? But when they heard he was thine enemy, they set him free, without his ransom paid, in spite of Burgundy and all his friends. See then, thou fightest against thy countrymen, and joinst with them will be thy slaughtermen. Come, come, return. Thou wandering lord, Charles and the rest will take thee in their arms. I am vanquished. These haughty words of hers have battered me like roaring cannon shot and made me almost yield upon my knees. Forgive me, country and sweet countrymen, and lords, accept this hearty, kind embrace. My forces, my power of men are yours. So farewell, Talbot. I'll no longer trust thee. Done like a Frenchman. Turn and turn again. Welcome, brave Duke. Thy friendship makes us fresh. And don't forget new courage in our breasts. Pucel hath bravely played her part in this, and doth deserve a coronet of gold. Now let us on, my lords, and join our powers, and seek how we may prejudice the foe. My gracious prince and honorable peers, hearing of your arrival in this realm, I have a while given truce unto my wars to do my duty to my sovereign. In sign whereof, this arm that hath reclaimed to your obedience fifty fortresses, twelve cities, and seven walled towns of strength, besides five hundred prisoners of esteem, lets fold his sword before your highness's feet and with submissive loyalty of heart, ascribes the glory of his conquest got first to my god, and next unto your grace. Is this the Lord Talbot, Uncle Gloucester, that hath so long been resident in France? Yes, if it please your majesty, my liege. Welcome, brave captain and victorious lord. When I was young, as yet I am not old, I do remember how my father said a stouter champion never handled sword. Long since we were resolved of your truth, your faithful service and your toil in war. Yet never have you tasted our reward, or been regurdened with so much as thanks, because till now we never saw your face. Therefore, stand up, and for these good desserts we here create you Earl of Shrewsbury, and in our coronation take your place. Now, sir, 
to you that were so hot at sea, disgracing of this white rose that I wear in honor of my noble lord of York. Dost thou maintain the formal words thou spakest? Yes, sir, as well as you dare patronage the envious barking of your saucy tongue against my lord, the Duke of Somerset. Sirrah, thy lord I honor as he is. Why? What is he? As good a man as York? Hark you not so, and witness take you that. Villain, thou knowest the law of arms is such that whoso draws a sword tis present death, or else this blow should broach thy dearest blood. But I'll unto his majesty and crave that I may have liberty to venge this wrong. When thou shalt see, I'll meet thee to thy cost. Well, Miss Ritt, I'll be there as soon as you, enough to meet you sooner than you would. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, presents Episode 4 of Henry VI Part 1 by William Shakespeare. Featuring the voice talents of Cat Peterson as Joan LaPoussel, Kendra Murray as Charles the Dauphin, Jeff Robinson as the Bastard of Orléans, Walter Mack as the Watchman, Josh Kibbe as Renier, E. Rachel Ward as Lord Bedford, Gareth Boley as Burgundy, Cindy Woods as the Captain, Juliet Angeli as John Fastolf, Adam Blanford as Lord Talbot, Emmeline Tuck as King Henry, Pete Lutz as Lord Protector Gloucester, Bruce Davis as the Duke of Alençon, Chavelli Gutierrez as Bassett, and V.C. Morrison as Vernon. Dramaturgy and audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soul, directed by Jeff Robinson, produced by Pendant Productions. Music by Josh Molin at thetunepeddler.com. This production is copyright 2023, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.